The last major reform of the tax code was more than 30 years ago, but the Republicans in Congress and President Donald Trump have grand ambitions to do it again in 2017. If the revamp creates winners and losers, as is expected, it will spark a battle royale between corporate interests looking to gain advantage through the tax code. I'm Sean Zeller, and this is CQ Roll Call's Week Ahead podcast. I'm here with Catalina Camilla, our tax editor, and we're sitting in our new studio a block from the White House at 1625 I Street. That's I, the letter I, or I-E-Y-E. Isn't it great to be here, Kat? Yes, it is. We're right near the power center, and parallel to us is K Street, where lobbyists, thousands of them, are eager to get a tax bill moving. So, Kat, tax reform is the heaviest of lifts in Washington. What has to go right for Congress to enact a new tax law? I compare it to diving off the 10 meters at the Olympics. Everything has to go right. There's very little margin of error. Just like diving off the 10-meter platform, every twist, every somersault, every handstand adds a degree of difficulty. So when you think of reforming the tax code, every time you say this special interest needs a break or we cut rates for individuals or cut rates for corporations so they can create jobs, it all adds up and it makes things much more difficult, particularly after we saw the collapse of the health care bill. So what are the basic parameters of what we're talking about here? Is this a corporate tax code rewrite? Is this an individual tax code rewrite? Can our listeners expect they're going to get a break this year? House Republicans last year put out a plan called their A Better Way Agenda. And what they were looking at is across-the-board cuts in the rates for individuals and across-the-board cuts in rates for corporations. So it's a big thing. It's not just a little thing. President Trump, when he was running for the White House, also laid out his vision for a big tax cut. And so ultimately, the Republicans who are in charge of government for the first time in 10 years want to do something big for everybody. But Democrats have their own idea. And that is they want to address income inequality. The tax cuts that were enacted in 2006 under President George W. Bush, some people argue, actually only helped the wealthy. Everything has to be finely calibrated for everyone to be a winner. But obviously, with every piece of legislation, there will be losers. So they've just had this big health care debate. Are they also working on taxes? Are committees meeting? Are they writing the details of legislation? Well, as Speaker Ryan said, the health care collapse does make tax reform more difficult, but not necessarily impossible. Kevin Brady, the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, has been meeting for months with members of his committee to sort of talk out the broad uh, guidelines that were in the tax blueprint that was unveiled last year. There are some obstacles. Uh, there are intra-party differences, particularly with a centerpiece of the House GOP plan known as the border adjustment tax. And then there are also chamber differences. Senate Republicans are increasingly coming out and saying they don't like the key part of the House Republican plan because it would affect border communities and consumers. A big loss yesterday was when Senator Rob Portman, an Ohio Republican, came out against 
the border adjustment tax. And that's important, Sean, because Rob Portman knows his fiscal policy. He's a former director of the Office of Management and Budget under uh, President Bush. He is a longtime member of the Tax Writing Committee, and he is considered uh, someone who you can work with, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. So if you lose him, you're going to have to find votes elsewhere. So we have Rob Portman. We have Kevin Brady, who's chairman of the Tax Writing House Ways and Means Committee. We have Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, and Donald Trump, right? He had his own tax plan that he put out during his campaign. So those are some of the players who are, are there other players? Well, it's important to talk about the White House, White House's role in this, particularly after the collapse of the health care bill. You know, health care was supposed to be the easy thing for Republicans this year. They all agreed they wanted to repeal and replace Obamacare. So there was unanimity there. And it turned out to be too hard because just like with Lucy and Charlie and the football, the goalposts kept moving. The House Freedom Caucus, the conservatives, kept changing the parameters and wanted more deals. And that could be the possibility with tax as well. Um, The White House, it'll be interesting to watch the White House because you have so many people who have Wall Street experience, like Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin, but they don't necessarily have government or politics experience or experience in actually horse trading up on the hill. Um, The White House this week said they're going to drive the train, but we're already seeing recalibrations in their uh, legislative outreach. We're uh, already seeing uh, President Trump expressing his anger, if you will, on Twitter, particularly towards some of the conservatives in his own party. And he's all but made clear that he's willing to cut deals with Democrats, which Speaker Ryan doesn't necessarily want to do. So wait, let me get this straight. President Trump says that he's going to drive the train and not Paul Ryan. That's right. The White House said this week, we'll be driving the train. And already we've seen and we've heard that at the Treasury Department, where Secretary Mnuchin is in charge, they've got dozens, if not hundreds of people trying to develop the policy. But here's a little telling anecdote about why there's a certain danger of the administration driving the policy. You've got 535 members of Congress who think that they can also write laws. And certainly from the House Republican standpoint, they had this blueprint that came out last year. So they've already got their guideline. Same thing with the Democrats. Democrats like Richard Neal from Massachusetts, the new top Democrat on the Ways and Means Committee, he's already said, we'll work with the Republicans where we can, particularly on on provisions that help the middle class and things that help grow the economy in terms of jobs and the corporate structure. So it'll be be a challenge for a White House that has never really written a big bill before to come in and try to do this and to really drive the train. Because after a while, I think everybody, particularly folks on the Hill, are going to think that they have uh, an equal right to be the conductor on that train as well. And don't forget, right here on K Street, where all the lobbyists hang out, there are thousands of lobbyists who have been hired by companies just to get one particular provision in that tax bill. 
So Ryan, Paul Ryan, on the health care debate, he tried to pass a bill with only Republican support. And it broke down because the House Freedom Caucus, as you mentioned, the conservatives, the people who don't compromise, said no. Since then, President Trump has criticized the Freedom Caucus. Should we take that as an indication that in this tax code rewrite, he's going to be looking for Democrats, a coalition of Democrats and more moderate Republicans? Yes. I think there, I think President Trump wants a score. He wants a victory. And that is uh, especially true as we look at the 2018 elections. You've got the House where, you know, you can only lose a couple of dozen uh, Republicans or else the majority is gone. In the Senate, it's much narrower. There's a 52-48 split. And you've got to give your Republican majority, your lawmakers, a reason to go home and say, hey, reelect me. So you need some you need some points on the board. You mentioned the health care bill and why the failure of that is a problem. Now, as I understand it, that's because the health care bill was supposed to create some budget savings, 150 billion, according to the last draft, 150 billion over 10 years. And that money could then be given out in tax cuts. So where do they find the money for this? They're going to be combing the tax code. Uh, uh, Chairman Brady of the Ways and Means Committee has already said that none of the taxes uh, from the health care bill that were supposed to be repealed will be moving on to tax uh, the broader tax code rewrite. So you've got to find revenue to make up for the cuts that you make. Uh, we mentioned earlier the border adjustment tax. That is probably the linchpin at least from the House Republican side, to the bill because it's very complicated, but basically it would tax imports and exempt exports. And it has been scored to raise $1.2 trillion over 10 years. So you've got to find ways, if you cut from one part of the tax code, you've got to find ways to raise revenue in another way. So Congress right now, the Senate is working on confirming the Supreme Court Justice, Neil Gorsuch. They have to deal with the debt limit, the United States' debt limit, which has expired, and they have to pass a law to raise that. They have to deal with fiscal 2017 spending. They've got a lot to do. Where do they find time for a tax code rewrite? Timing is never perfect. And as you know, here in Washington, you don't legislate individually. You've got to be able to juggle all the balls in the air. So there's nothing that says that Everything will go right with everything that you do. So let's say you anger one faction over the debt limit, but you want their help on taxes. You've got to be mindful of who you anger in one part and who you please in another part. And it's very, very tricky. The goal has always been from uh, the congressional leadership to get a tax bill over to the president by August. Uh, Secretary Mnuchin said earlier this week that that may slip into fall. I referenced the elections earlier. That is also something to be mindful of because the longer you take on a big piece of legislation like tax, if it spills into next year, then your window gets even shorter because people will be wondering, what am I running on? What can I tell the voters back home that I've done that will make them vote for me again? 
Now, President Trump has also proposed a big increase in defense spending. Congress wants to get rid of the budget sequestration on defense spending, which limited defense spending increases that was enacted back in 2011. This further complicates the issue, right? Yes, it does. The other uh, policy issue that complicates the tax strategy is immigration. The president wants billions of dollars to build a wall between the United States and Mexico. He also wants more money to uh, uh, to enforce immigration laws and make sure that uh, people who are in the country illegally, and particularly those who commit crimes, are deported. And Congress has already said, particularly the appropriators, it's not the president who writes spending laws. It's the Congress that has the power of the purse. Thanks for joining us, Kat. We'll have you back. Thank you. I'm Sean Zeller. Thank you for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and on NPR One.